Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where Team Needham discusses everything healthcare. I'm your host, Sean Needham, and along with my wife, Janet, and we are streaming live from the Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy Studio. And I am super excited to have Roddy Markle back on. She is going to be talking about her most recent um um, go into the nutrition business and she has a Facebook page and I think a website that's up up and running now. So super excited to have her on. Um, she um, helps to be, a, she, she helps people with nutrition and nutrition, as you know, is the most important thing we can do when it comes to our overall health. There's basically three things we can do to be healthy and that is diet, exercise, and um, sleep. And of those, sleep is probably the most important, but nutrition is the second most important and more important than exercise, believe it or not. So, Roddy, without further ado, welcome to our show. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate being here. Yeah. So tell us about a little bit about your journey and how you got in to be a nutrition coach. Well, I'm, I'm 59 years old, and I am uh, the owner of a tribe of seven children, and wow. I have uh, 15 grandchildren. And my uh, journey into nutrition, uh, I've always been an athlete. I've been an athlete since I was about 12 years old. Um, I spent quite a bit of time in my earlier years doing uh, triathlons. I was a marathon runner. I was a competitive runner. Um, and then as I started to age, um, those things weren't working quite as well for me. And so, uh, you know, my kids grew up. They moved out of the house. Life changed. I started to get older. Um, I started to put on a little bit of weight. And I knew that things needed to change for me about five years ago. And that's kind of a whole other story. But I walked into a CrossFit gym and, and did a, a, a six-week boot camp that literally just transformed my life. And along with that boot camp uh, came a nutrition plan and uh, that I followed. And I lost a whole bunch of weight. And um, more so than the weight loss, I think for me was just a transformation into a whole different person. It sort of reset my life um, in, in so many different ways, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, that I really wanted to give back what I had been given. And so I um, went and got my nutrition license and I opened my own business. And I, I like to say that my why for everything that I do is my kids and, and my grandkids. I want to be around for a long time. I want to be able to play with them. I want to be able to throw them in the air, play soccer, hang out with my girls in the gym. All of my girls are CrossFitters. And I, I want to do that as long as I can possibly do that and leave a really strong legacy. Yeah. And I think that's a common theme for many of us. I know as I aged, I um, wrestled with my weight um, oh, a decade ago and um, I wanted to make sure that I could play with my kids, you yeah. know, and, and, and be active with my kids. So that really changed my, my health journey too. So Janet, do you have any questions for Roddy? Okay. So uh, first off, let's give the viewers the name of your company and then, um, just uh, how that transformation happened with the nutrition, we probably want to talk a little bit about that because that's not just, I changed it. There's, there's steps, right. I'm sure. Right. So my company's name is Nutrition by Design. It's been in, I've been in business now for about a year and I have actually two coaching programs. I have a macro tracking program where essentially I sign you a set of macros based on your goals and you can essentially eat whatever you want as long as you stay within those macros within about a five or a 10 gram variance. 
The weight loss is usually between one to one and a half pounds a week. So it's a little bit slower, but it's sustainable and it's kind of fits really well uh, into real life and eating out and all of those things. But it is a little bit slower. Then I have another uh, more structured program for those individuals who don't really understand necessarily macro tracking and they just want to be told what to do. They don't meal prep. They're not into meal prep and they're just like, tell me what I want to eat or tell me what you need me to eat. Um, and it's a very structured program that you lose weight at a little bit higher level. So what I found was, is that with the macro tracking program, I was having a lot of primarily women coming to me and saying, I don't get macro tracking. I don't want to be that detailed. I don't have the time to meal prep. Tell me something, give me something that I can do that's very structured and very basic and that I don't have to put a lot of thought into. So I added the second package in here just recently to kind of incorporate those clients that don't that want to look at a little bit different level of losing weight, if that makes sense. It does. It really does. Because I think sometimes we have just brain fatigue uh, when we get home from work and Mm -hmm. in our lives. And so for for those women, that is truly golden, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, sometimes we just need it to be be told what to do and make it it simple so we don't have to make that decision because... One of the problems when sometimes when we make a decision, we'll make a bad decision. So we'll choose not to eat well. So if we have everything planned out, then Uh it makes it a little bit easier. And I'm assuming you kind of hold them accountable too, right? Yeah, I do. We have weekly check-ins. I primarily do most of my coaching online because I coach across the country. Mm -hmm. Um, But my local clients, if they want to meet with me in person one-on-one, I'm happy to do that. It's all about building relationships. Um, And so... Yeah, we meet on a weekly basis via Zoom or text, whatever works best basically for the client, uh, because as you know, we're all busy and that whole decision fatigue comes into play. And I'm really uh, flexible in terms of what works best for them, as long as they are checking in with me once a week, more if they want to, but at least once a week. And now, do you incorporate any kind of movement or exercise plan in with this nutrition plan? I do not like because I'm not a, a light, you know, I'm not um, certified as a personal trainer. Uh, if somebody wants some sort of exercise program, I simply direct them over to YouTube or I'll suggest a YouTube video, yeah. but I don't um, coach. There's a lot of great exercise programs on YouTube uh-huh. and I mean, just a plethora of videos, um, yeah. you know, of all kinds of great different workouts from, you know, individual work an individual exercise to a complete workout whether it's 10 minutes or whether it's 45 minutes long so definitely just google x you know google weight training or or whatever in um in uh youtube and you will find all kinds of videos on that kind of stuff so janet what kind of questions you have so i i she touched on a really important thing because a lot of terms are being thrown out there right now and when she says that she's not coaching for exercise can you define what would be the difference between a nutritional coach and a health coach? Because a lot of people are coming up with that terminology that I'm a health coach. I think a health coach incorporates all of the behavior that goes along with the fitness side and the nutrition side combined. And so, um, you know, nutrition isn't just about what you put in your mouth. It's about when, why, where, how, how much, how little. There's so much around um, that whole philosophy that I think the difference 
is um, simply a lot of it is behavior and lifestyle changes and mindset. I think that's a really good point because mm-hmm. I, I do I do think that the health coaches that we've talked to do um, start with that behavior. So that, that right. explains it very well. Thank you. Well, and I think part of what I do and why I love to do it is, is because as I'm building a relationship with a, with a person, I'm able to help identify those pain points that we can come up with a solution together to help them get to where they want to be, not just in terms of the weight that they lose, because that's, as we know, just a number on the scale, but also it helps identify behaviors and patterns of behaviors that we can change so that in the future, when they're not with me, they've learned something, they recognize that about themselves, and they can continue to be sustainable for the long term and not just turn around and put all the weight back on. Right. That's a really, really good point is that I think some people with any, if their goal is weight loss and they, you know, start a, a way of eating to lose weight, um, I think it's important that, you know, you, they recognize that this is for life. Um, you don't just lose the weight and then go back to your old habits because if you do, you will gain the weight back. Absolutely. And, you know, so um, I think it's very important. And I know I've talked to patients that have lost, that are going to lose weight, that I tell them, it's like, look, this is, you know, this is not just something you meet your goal and then you're done. I mean, this mm-hmm. is what you, you have to change your lifestyle if you don't want to gain the weight back. A- absolutely. And I think that's true at any point in our life, but especially as, as we get older, I know that as I've aged as a woman, my body is not the same as it was when I was 35. You know, in, in some ways I'm a lot stronger because I, I'm a CrossFit addict. Um, I'm a lot stronger physically but my body's nutritional needs have changed. My sleep has changed. Uh, my, you know, there's so many things that change over time. So that's why you have to be in it for the long haul. It's a marathon. Right. So there's so, there's so many different ways of eating. And I, I like to call them ways of eating rather than diet. Right. Um, and, and we've got, there's a lot of maybe fads going on, maybe not. And not that they're not good necessarily, but I'm sure you get questions about keto all the time, correct? I I get not so much about keto um, because a lot of my clients haven't haven't really run into that much where they're like, should I do keto? Should I do this? Mm. Should I do that? What I do is I let them know what I offer and I offer a well-balanced 40-30-30 plan and if that doesn't work for them, then they can, you know, do something different. So I don't get a lot of questions actually about keto. What I get is what do you offer? And if it works for them, they come on board. And most people really like the balanced approach because it well, doesn't have that deprivation mindset. Well, and it's it's more sustainable. And you have to have something, lo- you know, sustainable long term. And, and true keto, if you're going to, you know, eat, you know, true keto yeah. it's very hard to stay in true ketosis and 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 keep that lifestyle up so it might work short term to lose weight but i do know a lot of people that went on keto they lost 40 50 pounds whatever and then they went off and they went back to their old habits cuz they didn't change their real habit they weren't it wasn't sustainable right right and i was one of those people i did keto for a while lost a lot of weight i felt great but it wasn't, it just was not something that I could maintain. And then once I went off of it, all of the weight just came back. So the balanced approach has always worked best for me personally, which is why I like to coach to that as well. Because it so, works. 
40, 30, 30, 40% carbs, 30% fat, 30% protein? Correct. Correct. Okay. Right. And so I, I do want to keep in mind, there are a few exceptions and, and that's partly what uh, Sean and I have talked to people where, you know, you might have um, a nutritional need that's different, but that is where it comes into play that, you know, we make exceptions and we, and we work with it because I think um, for most people, um, sustainability is also important to not have barriers because um, if you, like you say, restrict things for so long, it just, it gets thrown out. It's like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm, I'm tired of this. This is just not any fun. So. Right. And that, and that standard, that 40, 30, 30, like you said, is adjustable based on that person and based on what their goals are and based on what their needs are. So for example, I might put a CrossFit athlete on a little bit higher protein maybe at 32 or 35% because of the level that they're working out at. And so that's the other thing I love about the balanced approach is, is that you can take into consideration where a person's at in their journey, make those nutritional right. adjustments and get them to where they want to be so that they can perform at their best. Well, that's one of the questions I was going to ask you because 40, 30, 30 doesn't work for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, maybe an endurance athlete, especially yeah. on days when they're doing, like, let's say you're doing a triathlon, 40% carbs is probably not going to be enough to finish that triathlon. Exactly. And that's all taken into consideration when right. we do their client assessment. Um, and, you know, most people, if you if I have an athlete that comes to me and it says, hey, I'm a, an endurance athlete they're pretty well versed on what they need to do for their body. And so we just work together to come up with a common goal and a common solution. And what do you have athletes, let's say your CrossFit athletes or your endurance athletes or any athlete, do you have them change their diet um, around their workouts? No. Okay. And then what about if uh, some, uh, what about if somebody runs a triathlon one day, you must have them change their diet for that day, correct? Yeah, I'll usually up their carb load like the day before, right. maybe even a couple of days before. Um, but if it if the goal is truly weight loss, the consistency still needs to be there. So if right. they up it one day, they've got to lower it the next. They've got to stay within their range. How they do that based on their what their performance or their event that's coming up is, that's kind of up to them. And again, they are pretty well versed in what they need to do for their body. So if they're having a triathlon on a Saturday morning, they're going to obviously up their carbs maybe Thursday and Friday, but earlier in the week, maybe they'll decrease them somewhere else so that at the end of the week, the average is still going to be within those guidelines. Right, right. That if makes, the goal that, is weight loss. Right. That makes complete sense. Yeah. Janet, what other questions do you have for Roddy? So we talk about decision fatigue, but there's also some barriers that happen and that's just life. So how do you uh, address those with each client? As far as just general barriers, like maybe right. they fail one week or... Right, correct. Well, um, first of all, I'm not the kind of coach that's going to bust their chops over it. It's their journey. I'm simply here to support them and I can't want something for them more than they want it for themselves. So we'll usually talk through it um, and they will, in most cases, come to their own conclusion on what happened that week, whether it was an emotional trigger, whether it was drinking too much alcohol, perhaps, uh, maybe it was going out to a restaurant and not paying close enough attention to the menu. And we talk about it and we I always point them back to 
their why and their goal. And then I just simply encourage them to get up and do it again. Reset, refocus, and start again. It's it's a journey. It's not about perfection. Right. It's about progress. I'm their cheerleader. You know, I'm their cheerleader. I hold them accountable and I help them to discover why they're hitting road bumps or obstacles or barriers to help them with their behavior change in the long run. And now how do you have them? There's so many different apps out there, I guess I should say, to track macros. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite? What do you have your clients use? Um, I have my clients use MyFitnessPal. They can use whatever they want, but I'm the most familiar with MyFitnessPal, so I can follow them on my fitness pal and see what they're doing. So they can tell me they're doing one thing and be doing something completely different. And so, right, right. you know, it's, it's a, it's another level of accountability if they use the same app that I use. Now, how do you find that? Um, what I found, I use my fitness pal myself mm-hmm. and I, I mostly track, not mostly, I track calories, not macros, mm-hmm. but in the end, it seems that, um, my, you know, as long as you eat clean, my macros are about 50% carbs. I'm, I'm an endurance mountain bike racer, 50% carbs, 30% protein, 20% fat. The fat and protein sometimes changes. Um, and, um, I don't, I don't track macros. I track, I track carb or, or um, uh, calories. Uh-huh. So what do you find as when people track macros, do you find that calories kind of, kind of come into line or do you not worry about calories at all? Or do you talk about that? The calories pretty much, if they're sticking within their macros, their calories are pretty much coming into line um, with where they should be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, but we that's don't kind talk of a lot about calories. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have a, um, a story, a good client story where you've, over the last year, where you've um, you know, really made a difference in their life? Oh, I have a really great story. Please. We love you. <laughs> Um, I had I had a client come to me who uh, was who was really struggling with her weight and was feeling really um, down on herself, and she was living in a camp trailer with her children and her husband. They were in transition, so life was really hard. Life was really busy. Cooking was not ideal. She was really uncomfortable in her in her skin. She. Um, didn't think that she would have much success with the program. She pretty much was shooting herself in the foot when she walked in the door. And so I said, well, you know, let's just give it a try and just trust the process and we'll do this together. And so she did. And she struggled. She struggled with the busyness of life like we all do. Finally got herself on track. And during her, um, one of her check-ins, she said, you know, I used to, when I was young, I used to do ballet. And I've gotten so, this is going to, this makes me really emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, uh, I have been so heavy that I can't do ballet. And she said, I know I haven't lost very much weight right now, but I want you to know I took a ballet class. Oh. Wow. And I, I was like, oh my God, this is why I coach. <laughs> right, right. That's life, that's life changing. That's life changing. It's life changing. She said it was ugly <laughs> and I'm oh. still overweight. She said, but I cannot tell you how good it felt to be able to, to dance again. And she ended up um, going off program, you know, uh, going off program and continuing on her own journey. 
and continuing to lose weight. And the last time I talked with her, she had lost enough weight to get into the dress that she wanted to wear for her daughter's wedding. And not only is she doing ballet, she's teaching it again. Oh, that's really, really. I know. Isn't that crazy? It's so Mm. touching. And I, you know, I just love that story. Well, and I think that's one of the reasons that, you know, many of us want to lose weight. I mean, you talked about your journey and I talked about my journey. It's not just so that we look better and feel better. It's so that we can do regular activities and, you know, that we're just, that you can't do when you're heavier. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it is so empowering to yourself when, you know, you can go out and do activities that you were doing when you were a teenager. And um, I can't tell you just how, you know, how good that makes me feel when, when I was able to do that again. Oh, yeah. When I first started my journey at the CrossFit gym, I had some physical ailments that I had to overcome. I had two frozen shoulders. I had 20% mobility in one arm and about 80 in the other. I couldn't raise my arms above my head to do a jumping jack. I had I couldn't do a push-up. Um, I literally could not hardly take a sh- my shirt off without help. And wow. my coach told me because I would get so discouraged, I'd be like, "Why am I even here? I can't I can't even do this. This doesn't even make sense to me. I'm in pain. I'm uncomfortable." And my coach basically said to me, "For every one exercise you can't do, I will give you ten that you can. You need to get up, get your rear end in the gym." He used a different word. Get your rear end in the gym and keep coming back. And I'll never forget the the day that I told him, I said, coach, I'm ready to do a burpee. I can do a burpee. I think I can, I think I can get down on the ground and get back up. And he's like, are you sure? And I said, no, but but that was my goal. And he's, I said, how do I do a burpee? (laughs) He looked at me and he said, you fall down on the ground and then you get back up. And I literally did a one burpee and I, I just cried. Because I knew at that point that I had overcome and I could move forward. And it just took that belief of a coach, some having a coach believe in me enough to push me to keep showing up that turned the corner for me and said, I got I got to do this for other people. Plus, you know, I, I chose to um, live an alcohol free life about five years ago. And one of the things we learn is, is that you have to give back what's been given to you or you can't keep it. Right. And that makes so, sense. Yeah. And so I have to, I, I just, I have to do this for myself and for others. And I have to give back what was given to me. Well, so. congratulations on being alcohol free for five years. Well, thank you. And, you know, it's something we talk about on this podcast. I'm not going to get into it, although I want to eventually have some kind of expert come on our podcast. So if you know anybody, Roddy, mm-hmm. that talks about alcohol and the detriments of alcohol, because oh. um, alcohol is a poison. I mean, I, this mm-hmm. is coming from a pharmacist. Alcohol is a poison, period. Yeah. So um, I would love to, you know, be connected with them and just have a half hour podcast just dedicated to the detriments of alcohol, physical and mental. Okay. So if you know anybody, please put me in touch. I will. So, um, back to the frozen shoulders. Yeah. So I'm putting you on the spot here. You ready? Uh huh. Okay. I'm assuming what you what you say. You had some physical elements. You had frozen shoulders and only twenty percent movement. In was it because it was it all shoulder issues that you were dealing with? Pretty much. Yep. Okay. So you got these shoulders unfrozen without surgery. I'm assuming. I did. I had cortisone shot in one shoulder. And then I had a second cortisone shot in my right shoulder. And they, that eventually helped to break things up. 
But it wasn't until I started moving and going through that, the pain of that movement, that it actually broke itself up. But yes, I was looking at surgery if I didn't do something yep. else. And that's where I was going with this, Roddy, mm -hmm. is that we talk about all the time on our podcast that um, you know what we eat, how we exercise, how we sleep sure. matters. Most of us would not need to be on you know, chronic long-term medication or need a lot of surgeries, except in an accident type situation, if we just treated our bodies well with nutrition and with good good movement. I did a video over the weekend called Movement is Medicine, just a short little video. And I, I had a mountain bike crash a little over a week ago and I broke some ribs, scarred my arm up, um, knocked, knocked myself out, thank goodness for helmet. Um, and I took a little break for a little while, you know, about a, about seven days off the bike anyway. But um, I started getting back into the gym a few days after my injury. And yeah, my ribs hurt. But I will tell you, after you start moving them, it feels better afterwards. Movement is medicine. And, it is. You know, and so those cortisone shots probably helped in the short term mm -hmm. to kind of get you a little bit mobile. But in the long term, it wasn't the cortisone shots. It was your movement and you starting exercising that really fixed your shoulders. You agree? I do. And I also think that the diet, of course, the, the, or not the diet, the nutrition program that I was on decreased a lot of the inflammation that I probably yep. was experiencing. And I notice even now today that if I take more than three or four days off from the gym, I feel like I'm a 90-year-old woman. And it takes getting back into the gym and, and moving that makes me feel so much better. You're so right. Movement is medicine. It's everything. And you can do something. I don't... It, Anybody, you can do something. You can get stand up and sit down on the couch 10 times. You can walk up and down the stairs. Just do something. I agree. And that's one thing. We don't have to make it complicated, kind of like mm -hmm. with our diets. You know, yeah. um, especially when you're starting from nothing. If you're doing nothing now and you have a complete sedentary life, uh -huh. I mean, like you say, getting up and sitting up on the couch 10 times, that's a good one. Yeah. I mean, just do that 10 times. Uh -huh. And then the next day, do it 20 times. And then the next day, walk from one end of your house to the next end of your house. I mean, it's, it's really, really simple stuff. And just, you know, progress it from there. But just start doing something. Yes, I, I agree. And I, I really want to encourage people who are my age to continue to, to do something, to hike, to walk, to, like you said, walk to the mailbox, stand up, sit down. I think that as we get older, we think that for some reason it's, it's our time to go out onto the back porch, sit down and drink a lemonade and wait for, wait for our time to run out. And that's just so not true. So this not is true. the best time of my life. And yeah, I'm, I'll be 60 this year. Yeah, good for you. And I, I'm with you. It, it's no longer the days that when you're yeah. over 50 that you're old. Um, we have a 75-plus, I think, year old patient um, friend also, and she um, teaches jazzercise three times a day. I mean, she's uh, – it's amazing. And, you know, speaking of movement as medicine is that, you know, it – Exercise is the best antidepressant ever invented. Yep. We don't need some fancy medication um, to, to help for depression. Exercise is the best antidepressant ever invented. The neurotransmitters that are released when we exercise are unbelievably much better than any drug that we could ever take. Just move your body. <laughs> right, right. Going back on nutrition and inflammation, mm -hmm. so about your shoulders, I always, when somebody always talks about they need surgery, whether it be knee surgery or shoulder surgery, um, I always think about diet. Um, and one of the reasons why is because we had an orthopedic surgeon 
called um, Dr. Sean Baker on our um, podcast a few years back. And he is the author of The Carnivore Diet. He's a really big believer in eating carnivore only. I know that's very controversial, um, but I will tell you it does work for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a very anti-inflammatory diet. He quoted, this is from him, an orthopedic surgeon, not from me. He said that 70% of orthopedic surgeries could be prevented if people change their lifestyle. 70 percent i believe it and that's crazy i mean yeah. I, I would have thought 50 maximum because i thought mm-hmm. okay you know people that are overweight you know they're 100 pounds overweight that's why their knees are bad that's why their hips are bad possibly um but you know, i thought about shoulders and and you know he said that that can be changed with your diet i mean unbelievable i mean just it was almost unbelievable when he told me that statistic well and if you've ever done anything like uh, any sort of an elimination diet where for me, example, for example, sugar is a huge inflammatory. It, it like any sugar, yeah. just I'm instantly hurting, yeah. and so it just eliminating sugar from my diet as much as I possibly can was a game changer. Yeah, like, game changer. I went from not being able to run here just six months ago because I was having some shoulder challenges, uh, or not shoulder, um, hip challenges. My hip was just kept hurting me, and I couldn't figure it out went on, you know, just started decreasing and eliminating sugar from my diet and I can run now. Like I'm pain free. It's yeah, crazy. I know. And and here's what the sad part is, Roddy, and I'm in the medical field. So, but one of our goals here is to educate and empower consumers to take charge of their own health. Mm-hmm. But the sad part is, Roddy, you took charge of your own health, right? Yeah. The average person would have went to the doctor for that and they would have went down a rabbit hole, all kinds of imaging, all kinds of pain medications, and then possibly surgery that might have not done them any better and might have, they might have been worse off. Absolutely. So all by changing your diet, you just took sugar out of it and your hip is better. I know it's hard for some people to believe that, but it's just true. Yes, it is. And, and I'm, that's why it's so important that people like you and people like me and my goal is to educate people that it's, it can be different. It doesn't have to be that way. It can be different. And all you have to do all you have to do is try. Just try. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, I love what you're doing, Roddy. Um, Thank you. You know, keep doing it. You are definitely changing lives. Last two questions as we finish up this podcast. What do you have a passion for? Uh, helping, helping and serving others to empower them to live the best possible life that they can live for as long as they can. I love it. I love it. So what's the best way to get a hold of you if anybody has any questions and wants to reach out, reach out to you? Call me and my phone number is 509-308-7587. You can find me also on Facebook under Nutrition by Design. My website is in progress. Okay. All right. That's good to know. All right. Um, all right, Roddy. It's been a pleasure having you on. Keep changing lives. I really appreciate it. You have realized our goal today at Health Solutions of educating and empowering others to take charge of their own health. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Sean. You're welcome. And Thursday, tune in. Um, speaking of educating and empowering others and speaking of personal trainers, we will have Connie Nightingale um, on. She's a personal trainer and she's going to be talking about her health journey and how she can also help others. So 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham right here on my personal Facebook page and the Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy YouTube site. So subscribe to our YouTube site, comment, share. We really appreciate it. Let us know what you'd like to hear. So Thursday, tune in. 